0: Welcome to the Hot Rod Bible Study, where tonight we are finishing up our study in Hebrews chapter 10. That's going through uh, verses 19 through 39. As you know, we started last week. Uh, again, Hebrews is written to make sense, the Hebrews. And they what the issue is, as a lot of these letters, is, is to correct... Uh, false teaching within the church and how people are going astray and that's what this is talking about here so we'll keep looking into it a little bit further so let's just before I was just going to dive in before I do that probably ought to invite the Holy Spirit here so let's do that gracious Heavenly Father we thank you uh, for this time we get to share to spend in your word and we thank you for the word you gave to us I do pray that you send your Holy Spirit upon us here and that uh, you open our hearts and our ears to, uh, to your word. And again, as always, keep me out of the way. And I pray this in Jesus' most holy name. Amen. Okay, again, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. Uh, and this is under the heading of Hold Fast Your Confession. Where it says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who has promised is faithful." And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and, in, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there, is no, longer, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse the punishment do you suppose will be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot? of the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing and insulted the spirit of grace. For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And again the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of the living God. But recall the former days in which you were, after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle and sufferings partly while you were made a spectacle both by reproaches and tribulations and partly while you became companions of those who were so treated. For you had compassion on me in my chains and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have a better and an enduring position for yourselves in heaven. Therefore do not cast away your confidence which has great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will not tarry, and the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. And that's the end. So here we are. Okay. Um, we have been seeing in, in Hebrews where those, the Hebrews, were trying to return back to the Old Covenant because that was something that was familiar. And also another thing, as as Christians, they were being persecuted so they thought maybe if i cut out a little bit of this you know belief in christ deal maybe i'll be treated better and get a better job or whatever the reason was and the author here uh, again we don't know of the person specifically that god used to pen this and it is my opinion that god did this intentionally so we always recognize that all scripture is god breathed okay But what he was trying to tell these people is, hey, wait a minute, you get a better reward than if you just return to what you used to do. Okay, so verse 19 says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, in having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Okay, boldness. Having the confidence to enter the Holy the holy of Holies. Okay, here it is. This boldness is a complete contrast to the way the high priest entered the Holy of Holies, right? We read about it earlier, where the high priest would go in there and he wouldn't spend a whole lot of time in there because that way the people who were outside figured that if he came out quickly, they figured that he was still alive. Because here he is going in the presence of God and the worry was as if he had neglected the smallest item that was prescribed by the law, remember? Wages of sin is death, right? so if he neglected the smallest item prescribed by this he could expect nothing but death okay so this is a completely different thing because now through again through jesus through the blood of jesus not an animal sacrifice like they were doing in the holy of holies during yom kippur and all this okay said but by the blood of jesus which is sacrifice of him the the Lamb of God, pure, of, pure, uh, with no spot, right? And by a new and living way, what else happened to Jesus? Jesus died on a cross, what else happened? Right, okay, Jesus was resurrected, so it's a new living way. We have this high priest, where is he? He is not here on earth, he is the high priest, as it says here, over the house of God. So we have a high priest in heaven, not just an earthly high priest. And he goes on to say, let us draw near. Um, Unlike the old covenant, remember, here we we got people who are afraid to draw near to God because they're afraid of punishment. But we can do this in, in confidence. It says, full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled. This is interesting. Having your heart sprinkled. What the heck does that mean? Well, what it means is that you are cleansed inside you have now a clean heart right this is what we're looking for is a clean heart and it says also having our bodies washed with pure water so we are cleansed not only externally clean body but internally by the blood of Jesus Uh, externally okay it should be noticeable to those who are not believers in Jesus Christ as their Savior, that those of us who do believe who believe in Jesus Christ as their Savior, there's something different. Okay, Now, I know I've had people say, there's something different about you, and I want to know what that is. And that's great. I've also had people recognize that there's something different about me. <laughs> well, of course, everybody knew that. But something different about me, meaning my faith, and they want nothing to do with it. You know, that's the deal. Oh, you are one of those Christian guys. I want, and that's darkness and light. Remember we always have that deal. There's always that battle between darkness and light. Back to it, back to what this is saying. Not only are we cleansed internally by the blood of Jesus, we're cleansed externally. And it should show in our lives. It should show in our demeanor, okay? Uh, I have been known to have a quick temper. but I think I also have some friends who might attest the fact that it isn't as quick as it once was. Uh, I still fall short, but it is something that I desire to control, if nothing else, as a good witness. Okay, there it is. Verse 23 says, Let us hold fast, which means stand firm in the confession of our hope without wavering. You know, stand firm. It says. He who is promised is faithful. Okay, if we stand firm in our faith, Jesus isn't gonna just kick us to the curb. And, verse 24, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Consider other folks. Uh, As Luther would put it, put the best construction on everything. If somebody's doing something funky, Try to put the best construction on it as possible and another big thing is here is try to encourage the discouraged and that can be hard okay we want to we want to come alongside of people and help out but if they are very discouraged it's kind of hard to come alongside because you you find yourself being drawn into this type of deal seek the help of the Holy Spirit to be an encourager okay to those who are discouraged stir up love and good works now this next, next verse verse 25 is very relevant to today it's funny people will always ask well why are you studying this 20, 2,000 year old book how relevant is it to me today I had a gal man a hundred years ago used to cut my hair Uh, who was talking about raising her child. And I said, well, you need to get into God's word. To which she says, well, is it written down exactly? Well, it's not like a textbook, but if you get into God's word, you can see the way to raise your child. Okay, so that being said, that's how God's word is relevant today. People ask that it is, and here it is not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day, the return of Jesus, approaching." Okay, um, two years ago, I was teaching at the Hot Rod Bible Study one, uh, two nights a week, one night in Redlands, California, another night in Riverside, California. And my friends in Riverside would, since I did Redlands first, my friends in Riverside say, well, how'd dress rehearsal go? It's <laughs> Just kidding around with that. But we would have, oh, 50 guys in, in Redlands, oh, and a half a dozen guys that generally show up in Riverside. Now, when the COVID thing hit and the word got passed down that, hey, you know, we got to cut this stuff out because this is what the governor wants us to do. What is it to... Uh, to flatten the curve after three weeks i think is what the deal was yeah right well anyway and i announced the guys well looks like we're gonna have to cut this out for a while and my friend um (laughs) whose name mike gordon sorry mike almost forgot your name anyway mike gordon suggested hey why do not we do it online and of course my reply was i don't know how to well god intervened and my Son-in-law James helped set this thing up and we started doing it. And by doggy's lum, people are being being reached, okay? It's like I was talking with my friend, Jim Sheridan's, whose house we were at last, shop we were at last week. And as of this morning, there was 165 views of this study. Wow, that's more than 100 more than we would generally get when we're meeting together so what ends up happening though is that since this is growing and and it's by the grace of god obviously i'm not smart enough to start this going but it is growing and god is using this but what i want to do is for those of you who are able to and have a home church to go to don't just use this as your church meet with fellow believers don't quit meeting with others i I had the opportunity to uh, return to my home church over uh, the Independence Day weekend, right? We had a car show. You probably heard me talk about this and it was neat. And I was a Saturday night guy. My wife and I were Saturday night folks. And I went there and it was great. But you know what? There wasn't all the same amount of people that there used to be on Saturday nights. And I went the following day, since I was there for the duration, I went the following day on Sunday. And first service and second service didn't have as many people in church as it did prior to the COVID deal. Now, if you add it all together, if you, the people viewing at home and the people attending church, there are more people being reached. That's great. But don't give up the fellowship. I was I was blessed, I was blessed on that Sunday to even see a lady whom we, my friend, my my friend, my wife Pam and I had befriended at a Lutheran church back when we were serving there 20 some odd years ago, and I had just a wonderful visit with her. And that was great. And and I I guess what I'm trying to say is if you are able to and have that fellowship, it's a blessing. Well, It's a blessing to hang out with other believers so i i encourage everyone to not forsake assembling uh, together Uh, and and i hope i don't offend you so that you don't watch this anymore but that's not (laughs) i don't think that would be the case okay here we are going on verse 26 it says for if we sin willfully after we've received the knowledge of the truth there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries, the adversaries of God, those of us who willfully continue to sin after we have received this revelation of the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Okay, back in the Old Testament, had had these kings you may have heard of King Saul and King David now both of them sinned greatly in the eyes of God but and they also received God's rebuke and God's wrath but Saul did not repent and he turned away from the Lord David on the other hand when he was confronted with his sin okay uh, with Bathsheba Nathan, the prophet, came and talked to him. When he was confronted, he recognized he was the guy. He recognized that he was a sinner, and he confessed his sins. You know, he says, you and you only have I sinned against, dear Lord. Okay, so there's a difference. David received the forgiveness. Saul didn't because he didn't repent. And both of these guys knew God. If you want to, it's kind of interesting reading. and can read, read about it in 1st and 2nd Samuel. But there it is. If we sin willfully after we've received the knowledge of the truth, we are in deep bandini. Okay, verse 28 goes on to say, anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. That comes from Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 6, where it says, whoever is deserving of death shall be put to death on the testimony of two or three witnesses. He shall not be put to death on the testimony of one witness. Okay, it goes on to say in verse 29, of how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be thought worthy How much more punishment would one of us deserve if we were one of those who trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified, a common thing, right? And insulted the Spirit of grace, which means rejecting Jesus Christ. What does rejecting Jesus Christ get you? It gets you an all-expense-paid ticket to hell. Now, wait a minute. People today are not necessarily wild about the idea of hell. You've heard people say, oh, there's there's no hell. I can't believe how you people, I can't believe how you people who believe in a loving God can think there's any such thing as a hell. Guess what, folks? Did a quick word search. This was simple to do. Hell is mentioned 35 times all throughout the 66 books of the Bible. It's mentioned 35 times. How many times is heaven mentioned? 25 times. Well, it seems to me if there God felt that there was enough reason to warn you to stay out of hell, that it made made more sense to warn you to stay away from the hell than to tell you how great heaven's going to be. Maybe you ought to pay attention. Maybe you ought to pay attention. Okay. I have a good friend of mine whose father was not a believer and his mother was. and Well, for years he was trying to get his, you know, get somehow or another communicate the gospel to his dad in a manner which his dad could accept it. And finally he said to him, and I may have shared this with you before, is that um, he said, you know, dad, I love you. And his dad says, yes, son, I know that. And he says, you know that I believe in Jesus and I'm going to heaven and I believe I'm going. to." says, yes, son, I understand that. He says, but you know what else? The Bible tells us that there are no more tears in heaven. No, nope. Let me back up. He says, you know that I want you there with me, too. And he says, yes, son, I recognize that. But the Bible tells us, as there is no more tears in heaven, I'm not going to miss you. That's a pretty big statement. That is a pretty big statement. Again, if we reject Jesus Christ, we end in hell. And that's just real simple. It's real simple. Okay, verse 30 goes on to say, For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. Again, that's from Deuteronomy 32:35, says the Lord, and again, the Lord will judge his pe- people, which is Deuteronomy 32:36. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God if you don't know his son, Jesus Christ. Period. <clears throat> 32 but recall the former days in which after you were illuminated you endured a great struggle with sufferings partly while you were made a spectacle both by reproaches and trans- and tribulations and partly while you became companions of those who were so treated also treated the same way illuminated you were they're talking to uh, of course the hebrews here and these are jews Who had accepted Jesus as the Messiah and what were they done reproached they had reproaches and tribulations they were illuminated they were enlightened and recognized this deal and it goes on verse 34 says for you had compassion on me and my chains and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods all your possessions you put away says knowing that you have a better and an enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. And guess what, friends? We can expect the same thing. We can expect persecution, and we can expect blessing. The blessings outweigh the persecutions. Okay, now, verse 35 says, Therefore do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Being in heaven with Jesus, four, thirty-six. You have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Endurance, and it, and the the term here is in, uh, indicative of a an of an athlete and how they get running. Well, Jim, you've done triathlons, and by the end of by you're pretty much had by the end there. And if you don't have the endurance to do this, you're not going to receive the price. You're not going to finish the race, right? Uh, on a lighter scale, um, my lovely bride Pam and I have been uh, walking around the uh, neighborhood now. And it's, it's a mile and a quarter lap around, which is a really nice walk. And one night after we had gone to dinner, we came back, and looked at each other. Oh, you want to walk? Well, not really, but we ought to. And that last bit took a little bit more of a push than the beginning of the walk. And that's the endurance. But was, was it worthwhile? Absolutely. We both felt much better after doing that. So if you have that endurance, that you having this, you will have done the will of God, or as Luther would put it, Confess the gospel, that is the will of God, that's how you receive the promise, right? I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. That's confessing the gospel, confessing that good news. Okay, you will receive the promise, which is, and this comes from Habakkuk 2, verses 3 and 4, verse 37 here, it says, For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry will not delay now the just shall live by faith and if anyone draws back my soul has no pleasure in him okay if we receive he's just reiterating if we receive Jesus into our lives then we have the promise of paradise but if we draw back we have the promise of hell it's real simple because it says again here, verse 39, but we are not of those who draw back to perdition or destruction is the word, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Don't draw back. You don't return to the old covenant. Don't return to old traditions thinking that that will get you to heaven. They won't. There's no, You know what? Okay. There is nothing wrong with traditions of men in and of themselves okay certain traditions really help in worship okay that's great you know and all all churches have traditions you know we we get wrapped up in this deal about traditional church services which pretty much refer to 16th century european worship styles Which, you know what? There are people that's why they love to worship. That is absolutely it. But there is always there's also a traditional in Calvary Chapel and whatever non-denominational you might be in or Baptist church, whatever, there is a way of the order of service. There's nothing wrong with that. But if their tradition takes a higher place in your life. Then your relationship with Jesus, then that's a problem. Then when traditions and the old covenant take old covenant take over, that's we've gone the wrong direction. And that's what the author of Hebrews here is telling us. Okay. Uh, questions, comments, smart aleck remarks. Okay, there's something that I have to uh, mention tonight that I seem to be ap- having to mention a lot, and it's probably just, again, us hot rodders are no longer juvenile delinquents, but senior delinquents, and I have to uh, mention that the hot rodding community in Riverside, California has lost one of their own, uh, Joe St. Louis. Uh, Many of you probably know him, those of you from the Inland Empire area, know him as Muffler Joe, who spent a lot of time at Deans or Muffler Service down there, 14th and market. Uh, Joe is a neat guy who loved the Lord. I know this for certain. I know where he is now. I know that he is probably saying, don't shed a tear for me, man. I'm doing just great. But I want everybody here to join me in a prayer. And we keep uh, Joe and his wife, Janet, and all of his family in our prayers. So they recognize that comfort, recognize that Joe is doing really well right now. So please join me in prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for knowing that uh, your servant Joe is with you now. We thank you, Lord, that, uh, you know, (laughs) he may not have been one of those guys who got up and preached on the street corner or did anything like that, but I know he had you in his heart, Lord. So we thank you for his life. We thank you for the fun we had with Joe. Uh, And Lord, we pray to your just your peace, your wrap, wrap your loving arms around Janet. And again, all those who mourn the loss of Joe and just fill them with joy in the assurance of Joe's salvation. We pray this in Jesus name. Amen. And with that, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you.